Welcome to Lessons with Mike. This is Kayla taking over his wife as I take over everything as we all should because we're women. Huh. This is Mike's episode about... Well, you know, I had this whole intro planned out and we were going to work our way up to the topic. But we're just going to you know, jump straight into it. Yes, we need to get to the topic immediately. It's boring otherwise. No, get no. It, get it together. Get it together. I'm Put working it in on it, folks. I'm so sorry. Listen... Today we have a very fun and exciting topic. Well, what is it? We're getting to that. You know, I don't think he knows what it is. I have notes. Oh, what yes. are these notes? Well, they're screenshots. He's kept this very secretive, quotation marks, quotation marks. I think it's because he doesn't know what he's talking about on these lessons with Mike. Ooh, the secret is out. It's, no, no, I am an incredibly intelligent individual. <laughs> and... I envisioned, <laughs> I envisioned this podcast to be one thing, and it has evolved and grown into another thing that you have so, no control over. So, with this episode, <laughs> we're going back to the roots, and I'm going to teach you all, wonderful people, and you, wife, uh-huh. about pelops. 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 Guys, he um he googled how to pronounce this earlier. What he just said is nothing like the Google. How did we're Google gonna... say it? It was. Pelops. Pelops. <laughs> Pelops. Like a plop, like a turd in a toilet. Pelops. <laughs> so this is a Greek story. So Ooh. the title of the episode is Pelops and the Magical Shoulder Blade. Oh, yeah, wow. Are you excited? I am very excited. Do you know anything about this already? No, and I took a class in Greek mythology. You don't know about Pelops? Okay, so... Pelops. Pelops's father <laughs> was Tantalus, the king of Mount Syphilius. Syphilius? Let me see. Sisyphus? Not Sisyphus, no. Oh, Anyway, I know about Tantalus. What do you know about Tantalus? Tell so, the group. in the underworld, he is the guy who is, and this would be like my version of hell as well. He has food around him everywhere. It's like food from a tree. He's constantly hungry. He's constantly thirsty. He is per- perpetually stuck up to his waist in water. Every time he goes to try to get the water, it disappears. Every time he goes to grab a piece of fruit from the hanging tree, it grows higher and too high out of his reach. This is where you get the term tantalized. Oh, wow. Yeah. it's. Mm-hmm. Do you know why he was in hell? I don't. Well, I'm going to tell you why. It's the coolest thing ever. Ooh. So he wanted to make an offering to the Olympians. So he cut his son into pieces. Oh, my God. Just chopped him up and then turned him into a stew. Oh, my God. Is yeah. that what that photo was of? I did. It was okay, a- so <laughs> background here. I was flipping through Michael's phone because that's how I am. A With nosy my consent. Wife. I had consented. Yes, but I'm also nosy, and he he knows better than to deny me access to anything. Um, <laughs> you sound really bitchy. You need to sound more I love loving. him. Anyway. That's right. He loving. loves me. I do very much. This is getting off track. You got to stay on track. Okay. Very important. So on his cel- cellular device, there was a photo. A drawing. A drawing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like um computer-generated no, drawing. No, I think it was a real drawing. And it, it was blue, and it had this person it was like he was cut into pieces it looked like but he was still pulled together which i thought that he was going to go into some sort of philosophical thing but this greek idea is this this is exciting this can be converted into philosophical we're getting to that so anyway pelops uh (laughs) was cut into pieces and the gods noticed that this was a person and at that point they were like oh oh geez they noticed he was a human they noticed that it was not a stew and... oh okay so okay so let's let's backtrack so we didn't just randomly cut up his son 
He cut him up to be put into a stew. Yeah, I said that. He cut up his son and put him in a stew. Wow. Yeah, as an offering to the gods. Okay. Yeah. He served to the gods. So the only part of him that they ate was his shoulder. Oh. And then they realized one god, uh, Demeter, I think, ate the mm-hmm. shoulder. And then the other gods realized what was going on. They held back Demeter, put him back, and they put... Uh, you say his name differently every time. They put Pelops back to Pelops. Demeter. Demeter, yeah. Demeter. Demeter. <laughs> they, got, they put Pelops back together. <laughs> they put him back together. Oh, wow. And Tantalus was banished to Tartarus, and I guess that was his punishment. Yeah. That's interesting that it's food-related, because he tried he, to give food, and yeah. now he can never have food. Oh, I love that. Yeah, they, they probably told me in my class that I was... Not paying attention. <laughs> so he was reassembled, and the only thing that they'd eaten of him was his shoulder. So they replaced his shoulder with an ivory shoulder. Ivory, like ivory, like like the stuff elephant trusks are made of. Oh, okay. Tusks, not Tusk. trusks. There's no such thing as a trusk. <laughs> He's fumbling over his words. I think he likes me. I do very much. Just stay focused, <laughs> focused. So after this, Poseidon took him to Olympus, and they began to bone regularly. They had what? a gay relationship. Oh. Yeah. Oh, they, you they, just like jumped into that. Yeah, they were. There was no preparation. There they, they was a gay, re- well, preparation H. is. Uh, pre- what, what? That's a medication <laughs> used for HIV treatments. Hemorrhoid treatments. Oh, I was way off. <laughs> I was way off on that one, folks. But yeah, Phillips and Poseidon were homosexual lovers. And that takes us back. It's very interesting because in most of history, that was okay, normalized, and part of society. It's not until Mm. recently that you get a criminalization and a vilification of homosexual behavior. Now, recently, in more developed countries, this trend has been going away, and gay people are having more rights, which is a good thing. Mm -hmm. But in in some countries, you see the opposite effect happening. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some places... Or a backtracking. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Clarence Thomas just recently announced he wants the Supreme Court to relook at Oberfell versus Hodges, the same-sex marriage legalizing Mm -hmm. case. So it's very interesting how you have people say... Oh, being gay is not natural. But if you look at all of ancient civilization, mm-hmm. it was it was what was more unnatural was to not be gay. Um, well, here's a question for you: Was it gay necessarily, or was it an act of um, connection? Well, like it, I remember uh, you know I mean? in the Spartan There's... community, mm-hmm. the Spartan culture, it, a, a man was fr- was frowned upon and looked down upon if he didn't sleep with his buddies from time to time. Mm-hmm. That's just the thing they did. And back it had then. to do with getting rid of pent up frustration. Right? Yeah, because there were no women around. Right. Very interesting. So anyway, we're gonna put a pin in the Pelops and Poseidon love story, and we're gonna fast forward a bit. But remember, it's it's important that they were gay lovers. That comes back later. Okay. Comes back later. So fast forward a bit. And Pelops is a grown dude now. He wants to marry. Wait, how old was he when he was? Age doesn't matter, Kayla. Age doesn't matter. He's a grown uh, man. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, Kayla. We're going to oh assume. Goodness. We're going to assume. I didn't research that. That's not the main point. I you researched. didn't research, Michael. <laughs> That's not the main point of this episode. The episode is called Phelps's Magic Shoulder Blade. Okay. Gosh. Which is, is just... made of ivory at this point. Yes. Okay. And we're going to get into this later. But anyway, there's this woman named Hippodamia. Hippodamia? Sounds see. like a Pokemon, really. Um, Your Kayla's Yeah. Going. Hippodamia. Hippodamia. And mm-hmm. Phelps really wanted to marry this lady. Her father, King 
such and such was a here kayla what does that say um oh king enomas and onemas now this king uh was once prophesied that his son-in-law would kill him so Every time a man tried to marry his daughter, he would kill them and put their severed heads on a pike in front of his area. <laughs> Talk about overprotective fathers. Oh, no, Could this was more like him? a paranoid father. Yeah, <laughs> he affixed their heads to the wooden to the wooden columns of his palace. So great. not so great on the interior design. Mm -hmm. I feel like if I walked into your house and met your father for the first time mm -hmm. and then saw a bunch of heads scattered around the house, I wouldn't want to come back. Yeah, that would be his intention. You. Yes. I would have been like, oh, I see. You would have, yeah, you would not have been as hopefully successful as Pelops will be. Now, Pelops was, uh, he Pelops. ended up, he ended up, he did end up uh, marrying her, but we're going to get to that later. Mm -hmm. So, this is how he would kill them. He would wow. challenge. No, this is how Onesim, Oneomas. I just like that that is expounded upon his. The way that he murders his would-be son-in-laws. Go on. Well, what he does is he defeats them in a chariot race and then he kills them. So he challenges okay. all of them to a race and then after the race he kills them. So Phelps was like, yes, I accept this race. Question. What's the question? Did they lose the races? Look, I did look like, I don't know. I, yes, they lost the races. They okay. all lost. Okay. All of them lost. So he killed them presumptively based off of the typical. Um, Look, this is not a big point here. The point is he killed oh, the people that they, they lost a race and then he killed them, or maybe okay. they died in the race. The point is this is these are very important this plot is not points. Not that important. Okay. The point is you challenged them to a race. They all lost the race. <laughs> they were all killed either okay. during the race or after. He killed them all and fixed their heads. Just nailed them to the wall. Wow. Okay. He was very into interior designing, as we've discussed. <laughs> so Phillips was, of course, getting really big anxiety about this upcoming race. He was freaking out. So he is... Kayla, how would you imagine he was? Um, I mean, he probably needed to bone with Poseidon again. Ding, 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 ding. Really? <laughs> not, no, not close enough. At this point, they're what? no longer. At this point, they're just former lovers. But Poseidon still is obviously deeply in love with him. Mm -hmm. So Phelps calls up uh, Poseidon. He well, he goes up to the sea and just calls for Poseidon. As one does. <laughs> you're a former to the lover. Sea and he's like, Poseidon. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. Poseidon's like, what do you want? <laughs> I miss you. Come back inside of me. And, and no, that's probably not what he said. Well, it's a sea. But Phelps was like, hey, Poseidon, remember how much we loved each other that one time? And Poseidon was like, yeah, I need your help to marry this woman. Oh. Would you, Michael, would you help me marry somebody else? No. Yeah, I don't think I would either. But Poseidon did. Poseidon <laughs> was like, Sure thing, bro. Wow. I got you. And Poseidon gave him a chariot uh, drawn by winged horses to do the race. Wow. Yeah, Poseidon <laughs> was really, really out to help uh, Pelops. You know, I'm just imagining already when the race begins, you're going to have the, just these regular fast horses. And then this other guy's going to take off with winged horses. <laughs> and everybody's just going to be like, dude, there's, there's no comparison here yeah, no competition he has a front row seat he's scared off everyone around him. yeah he's right cheering on he's got foam <laughs> that's fingers. my boy 
Or this was just a cover-up. Well, that, there wouldn't need a cover-up, but I guess he needed someone to have children with. What? Oh. I don't know. Anyway, that's not the point. Anyways. The point is his magic shoulder bone, his which magic we're going to get to later. First, we're going to talk about the race. Okay. And there's going to be a big plot twist at the end of the race discussion. Are you ready? Oh, I'm excited. So, Phillips is, he's at the race, and he's still unsure of himself. He's got his winged horses, but he's like, it's not enough. So, he convinced the charioteer of his opponent, King Onomayas... Onimus to help him win. They convinced him by promising him half the kingdom and the first night in bed with his wife <laughs> or future wife. So he'd be like, hey, if you help me out here, I'll let you sleep with my wife the first time before I get to. Doesn't that sound like a good deal? Whoa. Wait. Who said that? Pelops. Uh, uh, he said that to the father? No, to the father's charioteer. Oh, 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 oh. Because, you know, there's something, I don't know what a charioteer does. That right? is not how love works, but okay, continue. <laughs> well, things weren't based on love. I mean, come on, you That's know. true. Come on, you Ancient know. Greece. Do, 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 do. And so, yeah, that's what happened. And so he replaced, the, the charioteer's name is Myrtilus. Myrtilus. And when he was, Myrtilus. And when he was mm-hmm. putting together the chariot, he replaced the bronze pins with fake ones made of beeswax. Which obviously are not as structurally sound as the regular pins. And it, wait, who, he replaced them where? The pins in the chariot. In his chariot? In the king's chariot. This was the king's charioteer. And as he was preparing the chariot, he swapped out the bronze pins for fake pins made of beeswax oh. on the axles that attached the wheel. Oh, okay. So, so this wasn't... This wasn't Pelops' chariot. No, this is the king... Pelops said to the king's charioteer mm-hmm. he said if you help me win you can sleep with daughter before oh, i get oh and to. he agreed yes. you never said that it was obvious no <laughs> you, okay your blonde is showing i do have to get it uh, my hair redyed okay so do you understand now do you have any questions no are you good continue okay so they start racing the king and Pelops. they're racing they're really going at it and then the king is about to catch up, and then guess what happens? What happens? His chariot falls apart. Wow. The he, Myrtilus survived. and Well, the, of course. He had to get the queen. Exactly. And <laughs> the king was still alive, too. But but wait, the horses dragged him away. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. wait. So you need to explain this to me, okay? Yeah. I'm, I'm having trouble. The chariot fell apart. The, no, but the chariot had both the charioteer yes. and the king. Yes, there's multiple people in a chariot. Oh, I never knew that. I did not hear until I did this research. Okay, so. The chariot falls apart. I'm glad we clear, cleared Myrtle that up. survives. Uh-huh. And then you have the king. And the, the horses drag him to his death. And like in the episode, the boys where A-Train drags right. uh, Black Hawk. Yeah, sorry, that, that's, that might be a spoiler. If uh, they haven't got up to there yet, then they'll get up to there eventually. So, and then Myrtilus is like, dude, I did it. Can I sleep with your wife now? Dude, dude, where are we going, dude? Dude. And then Pelops took Myrtilus and threw him off a cliff. Wow. And, (laughs) well, it's a little more complicated than that. He got all rapey with the girl. Oh. And then... He was thrown off a cliff. Like these are plot points Look, that you have to hit. The main plot of this episode is the magical shoulder bone. No, Michael. There's multiple plots that lead up to it. Then it's more magical. And this is just background information. Okay. Background. Now we're going to get into the cult of the shoulder bone. 
the cult of the, the cult shoulder of bone. the shoulder bone. <laughs> So I remember I promised you a plot twist. Yes. I forgot about the plot twist. Wonderful. I did. Why am I surprised? I know. I'm very forgetful. But anyway, big plot twist. So Pelops obviously is concerned that um, the gods will look downly at him or a frown upon him for doing this cheating mm. to kill this man. So he was like, I know what I'll do. Every year to honor him, we will have olympics the olympics yes and pelops founded the olympics oh i love that okay that's pretty cool yeah it is pretty cool mm -hmm. isn't it mm -hmm. okay now we're gonna get into the cult of the shoulder blade very exciting now what about a shoulder blade would make you want to worship it kayla i guess if it's very edgy <laughs> uh, <laughs> so anyway uh a lot of this information I'm getting comes from a book called uh, what's Wikipedia. It called? No, it's not Wikipedia. <laughs> I'm not getting this from Wikipedia. I'm getting this uh, here. While I remember the title of the book, I need you to speak. Okay, so let's go ahead and recap because that was a doozy and hard yeah, to keep recap track of. It. Recap it for the Okay, audience. so there's Pelops, right? His father was Tantalus, which is cool. His father tried to cut him up and feed him as a stew to the gods. The gods realized this. Um, after they ate his shoulder blade and they gave him a shoulder blade made of ivory. All right. Um, after they threw his father into um, Tartarus, the Greek version of hell, where he spent eternity eating, f trying to eat food that he could not reach or drink water that he could not reach as well. That's his torture. That's where we get the word tantalized from. After all that, poor Pelops was kind of abandoned. So Poseidon took him in and they began a relationship, a romantic relationship, a sexual relationship. Um, fast forward a few years, Pelop falls in love with this king's daughter. This king um, has a pretty bad, uh, pretty bad reputation of killing all the boys that tried to marry his daughter because he was told by an oracle that um, whoever would be his son-in-law would try to kill him. So he kills all these boys that try to propose to his daughter and then um, puts, apparently he puts their heads on stakes around the house. A lot of decapitation and body parts in this story. Anyway, <laughs> um, so Pelops asks, he wants to marry this daughter and realizes it's quite a challenge, goes to Poseidon, his, you know, past buddy pal romantic partner and asks for help Poseidon grants him help with a chariot with horses that fly with wings to make him faster as well as that um because Pelops really really wants to win and will not will stop at nothing he makes a deal with the charioteer of the king's um horses Charioteer agrees to um, help lose the race as long as he can have the first night in bed with the king's daughter, who Pelops is trying to marry. So that happens, of course. The charioteer survives. Um, Pelops wins the race, thus wins the ability to marry the daughter. And because the race was so fixed, um, the daughter's 
um, the king dies. Um, that's for to wedding night. This princess, um, of course, gets to sleep with the charioteer, and he gets very rapey. So Pelops gets pissed off, as he should, takes him and throws him over a cliff. Are we caught up? We are caught up. Perfect. So, the real meat of this episode is about the shoulder blade cult and mm-hmm. how the shoulder blade cult came to be. Um, a lot of this information comes from the book The First Fossil Hunters by Adrian Mayer. It's a great book. It talks about um, early interpretations of fossilized remains in the Greek period and in the Roman period, which is interesting because I've always oh, been concerned that. and confused about how come dinosaurs weren't discovered until the 1800s. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this book actually goes into detail. Uh, reference images and search images, people would just see the dinosaur bones as other things. Uh, right. The we, Greek, Greek we, culture saw mm-hmm. them as, oh, these are the bones of the heroes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chinese culture, oh, these are the bones of the dragons. Oh, I love that. Yeah, so based because on what their predetermined image exactly, was. Exactly. It's based off of what you know that you come up with um, explanations for phenomena. So we're going to talk about the magic shoulder blade. Oh, wow. Now, remember how mm-hmm. earlier we said it was made of ivory? Yes. So what else is made of ivory? Elephant tusks. Elephant tusks. And w- ivory is like a white color. So mm-hmm. if a fossil is fossilized a certain way, it will give off an ivory appearance. Mm-hmm. So it's theorized. And this was a giant shoulder. Right. What could this have belonged to? Most likely some sort of mastodon or a mammoth shoulder blade okay i was thinking pterodactyl for some reason pterodactyls would have really tiny shoulder blades right well it depends if uh, i was thinking their wings their wings maybe it's not even a shoulder blade but that's that's how they viewed it they thought it was a shoulder blade anyway so here's the story remember the war between the greek and troy Mm -hmm. so this had been going on for a while so the greeks were like guys what do we do we're really tired uh let's capture this guy and make him tell us what to do so they captured an oracle from Troy, and they beat him up, like, tell us what to do. He's like, okay, okay, listen, all you have to do to win is bring a bone from the hero Phillips to Troy, and then you will be able to win. Okay. So, the Greeks go to his, uh, go to the temple. Let me make a note here. The oracles here are not great. They're just kind of randomly shouting things that may or may not help. <laughs> they don't explain how it's going to so, help. So, like a politician. Almost. Yes. <laughs> so, really, oracles are nothing more than politicians. Yep. Mm, very interesting. But anyway, the bone. The Greeks go, guys, we got to go get the bone from Olympia. So, why is the bone there? I'll tell you why. Oh. So, why is the bone there? Well, because people worshipped it. Oh. Because they thought it had magical properties because it was from this hero. Oh. The bones were kept in a big chest at the Temple of Artemis at Olympia. His shoulder blade allegedly had its own special shrine. It was supposed to have been magical. Okay. Yeah. Any questions? Did they have a reason why it was magical? Well, Phillips was an ancestor of Hercules and also the founder of the Olympics. He was an ancestor of Hercules? Yeah, in the Greek mythology. This really should have been mentioned earlier. I didn't think it was that important. (laughs) That's pretty important. Is it that important? I mentioned the whole Olympic Games thing. Hercules. People know what Hercules is. Mm. That's what you sound like. <laughs> I think I hurt his feelings. She did. I'm sorry. So anyway, <laughs> the Greeks take the bone and they go to Troy and, you know, they win. They're like, yay. How? Hurt. What do you mean, how? 
How? Okay, this isn't explained. They're just like, okay, we'll get this bone, we'll take it to Troy, and somehow they win. There's no relation. You know that, right? They just win and because they have this... In their it's mind, in their, yes. Oh, my goodness. It's the same thing the Israelites were... So they didn't have to actually use it. They literally just grabbed it. What do you think they did? Magical. Hit people with it? Yes. I don't know. The bone would crumble if they just hit people with it. Also, Depends how, on how it's um, how, fossilized. How are you going to kill a whole... Anyway. Permineralization makes it as hard as a rock. Kayla, a rock will still break if you hit it enough times. Not if it was permineralization. So anyway, after the Greeks won, they loaded the bone to, on a ship to send it back home. But a mysterious storm sinks the ship and the bone was lost. Can I, can I guess why? You want to guess why? Mm-hmm. Guess why. Poseidon was still angry. Poseidon wanted those bones back. Mm-hmm. To bone some more. <laughs> oh gosh, that's terrible. <laughs> but no, listen, so some time passed and this guy named... <laughs> Damarimanos. Okay, let me try this. Damarimanos. Damarimanos. Dama. Let me see the word. Damarimanos. Damarimanos. Let me see the word. Damarimanos. She's trying really hard. She's like really focused. Damarimanos. 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 I gotta give you the credit here. You got that one right. Thank you. So this guy, he was fishing one day. He's like, oh, my net's really heavy. I must be a big fish. I'm so happy. I'm not going to starve to death. Hinga dinga. Hinga dinga. Hinga dinga. As the Greekish Nordish people say. <laughs> so anyway, he pulls it up and he's like, oh my, this isn't a fish at all. It's a bone. Oh, Lord. And he, of course, was freaked out. This bone gets around. He was like, guys, this is important. <laughs> I'm going to bury it. So he buries it. And he was like, okay, it's buried. No one will ever know that I found this. That is the first archaeologist right there. This could be important. Let's bury it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But over the years, as time passed, he was weighed down by guilt. By burying it? Yes. By he, hiding it from everybody. He didn't want anyone to know he had found it. He thought he'd be in trouble. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, poor guy. Hmm. But anyway, he finally, he traveled to find an oracle. These oracles are getting on my last nerve. (laughs) And the guy, he said to the oracle, he was Uh. like, hey, by the way, Mr. Oracle, I found this giant bone. What is it? By sheer coincidence. Oh, my Lord. By complete happenstance. There was another group of people talking to the oracle that same day. And they were like, hey, uh, we got a problem with a disease and a plague. Uh, how do we fix it? And then the oracle, of course, knowing Greek history, was like, ah, the bone you found must be the magic shoulder. As oracles do. He, no or- sense. Just, sure, blind connection. It makes no sense. Makes perfect sense. Okay. Then the oracle said, you must bring the bone back and you and your family will be its guardians. Okay. So uh, that's what they did. They made a big shrine, a big temple. It was a whole big thing. Yeah, it was a big thing. Oh, okay. And this was was the shrine after the war. Yeah, but it wasn't the same bone, obviously. Oh. It obviously wasn't the same bone. I mean, come on. Okay. What do you mean, okay? I, I mean, how do you know that it wasn't? Um, 
it's incredibly unlikely that it was the same. No, it's not. Well, okay, explain. Okay, so when when heavy things drop to the bottom of the seafloor, it's very, very rare that they're not... Okay, how do I say this? So look at the Titanic. Everything was very well preserved. Why? Why? Fish don't care. Fish don't care? <laughs> no. So why would the bone come to the surface after years and years? Or no, it would be on the bottom. Think, he dredged yeah, it up. Yeah, he dredged it up. That's what I'm saying. But still, I don't think it was the same bone. Because there's thousands upon thousands of giant elephant bones. Just recently, a whole elephant carcass, a mammoth carcass. A baby found. one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so there's probably adults out there, too. Mm -hmm. Think oh, about yeah. this. This is something that's going to be, be spooky. All these frozen mammoths, the bacteria on them, that doesn't die when you freeze it. It just becomes dormant. There have right. been studies on this. Mm -hmm. The same thing to a water bear. Mm -hmm. You freeze it, unfreeze it, comes back to life. Mm -hmm. So what's to say these bacteria aren't just frozen and by thawing them out, they'll come back to life? What's to say? Frankly, I would believe that. I mean, what if these bacteria were were stuck on the bottom of the sea floor and dredged up and infected all these oracles and made them insane? That I would believe. Kayla is really against the oracles. They're crazy. <laughs> They're the problems in all of Greek mythology fascinating hey you know you're a psychology major you know about what is it, the prophecy your self-fulfilling prophecy yeah that's all they are i feel like the oracles were just like uh what's the easiest solution here they were just lazy yeah <laughs> but no people would worship this shoulder blade for, mm -hmm. uh, for generations just because they, would, they like propped it up as something they would go to the temple they would give offerings to the shoulder blade uh, there was an early Christian writer it mentions in this book wow. who, who told people not to do that. <laughs> Clement of Alexandria. So Christian. Yeah. Hey, this cool thing that you're doing, don't do it. Don't do this. Cool. Honestly, what's cool about worshiping a shoulder blade? Listen, if you don't have much else to do, they didn't have Skyrim to play back then. They didn't have cell phones. All they could do was each other. And I'm sure their... they were happier. Yeah. They probably were. Well. With their shoulder blade. And that's the story of the magic shoulder blade. And Pelops. Pelops. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this rousing episode of Lessons with Mike. And our terrible pronunciation of Greek names. I think we did pretty good. We, it wasn't bad, but I, I know that that wasn't insanely well. Could have been worse. <laughs> Thank you for having me, Michael. It was a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Goodbye.